Hello, everyone. Welcome to April's World Goodwill Meditation Group webinar. From wherever you are joining us on Zoom, on Facebook, or on YouTube. Let me say a few words about Goodwill and the Goodwill Meditation Group for the benefit of those who are joining us for the first time. So the Goodwill Meditation Group is a worldwide group of people who link together in thought each week to meditate upon the energy of goodwill. The group's purpose is to stimulate and increase the use of goodwill in a troubled world. Its function is to act as a channel through which the energy of goodwill can flow more abundantly from spiritual levels into the hearts and minds of all people. We are motivated and spurred on our efforts by the urgent worldwide need for right human relationships. Many other things are needed by humanity at this time, but right relationships are needed most of all. And the basic quality and most potent factor which will lead towards this end is the potent and harmonizing energy of goodwill. It has been said that goodwill is like the magic ingredient which when brought into any situation can produce right relations. Since July 2019, there has been a World Goodwill webinar on the last Wednesday of each month. Each webinar consists of the Goodwill meditation followed by reflections and discussion. And of course, we, are, we invite everyone who is interested to join us. We aim the members of the Goodwill Meditation Group, we aim to meditate at least once each week. We try to synchronize our meditation and work at 12 o'clock noon on Wednesdays, our local time. However, this meditation work can be effective whenever and as often as we may choose. Before we proceed any further, let us say together the mantra of the new group of world servers to gather our thoughts and focus for our work. May the power of the one life pour through the group of all true servers. May the love of the one soul characterize the lives of all who seek to aid the great ones. May we fulfill our part in the one work through self-forgetfulness, harmlessness, and right speech. So the subject that we are going to be discussing today is um, new art, new living, or we might say the art of living or living as an art. It's not a novel concept, but we might have fresh insights into it. And um, that's where, what we are going to discuss. I'm going to start by saying some words on it. We will then have our meditation. And after our meditation, there will be plenty of time for your questions. 
and anything that you would like to add to the discussion. If you are watching us from Facebook or YouTube, please know that our ability to respond through these platforms is not the same as in Zoom. But if you have any burning questions, please feel free to email us and we will respond. So back to the art of living. Um, it is actually a concept that has been gaining popularity in recent years, so I'm sure you've all heard something about it in one manner or the other, but it's by no means new. It emphasizes the importance of living a sustainable and fulfilling life, not just for ourselves, but for the sake of the world around us, and to ensure each and our evolution along beneficial lines. At its core, the art of living is about creating a beautiful way of life, one that is in harmony with the natural world and with other living beings. It seeks to integrate the ideas of beauty and of harmony in the way we choose to, con to conduct ourselves in our daily lives, both, both as individual and as groups. It marks an effort to enrich and expand the dominant views of living as the pursuit of survival and of various aspects of security, be it financial, emotional, or plainly physical security. An early presentation of the concept of the art of living is insinuated as back as the fourth century BC in Plato's Republic, whereby his ideal city is devoid of artists in the traditional sense of the term. In this context, the absence of artists does not, does not mean the absence of creativity or of beauty, but rather a shift in focus from the creation of objects to the creation of a way of life. Art should involve creating a beautiful and sustainable way of life, one that is not focused on the creation of beautiful inanimate objects, but rather on the dynamic and continuous creation of a beautiful, balanced and fulfilling life process. A similar concept is presented by Freemasonry with the doctrine of shaping one's stone providing a useful framework for understanding how an artful approach to living could be achieved. In this concept, the mason is viewed as an agent of free will, which they can use to shape initially themselves and by extension their interactions, ultimately affecting changes in their environment. The quality of free will is determined by a choice to focus it on self-improvement, personal growth, and beneficial interactions with others and the community. In that way, one becomes equipped to contribute to the shared masterpiece of life, represented in Freemasonry through the metaphor of the building and the embellishment of the temple. This approach involves embracing the values of brotherhood, and the ensuing kindness, compassion, and generosity towards others and towards the natural world. In other words, it is clear that in traditional approaches to the art of living, it is critical that the free will the artist wields in relation to their art artwork is goodwill ensuring that their actions are in harmony with the natural world and other living beings. In its simplest form, goodwill involves acting with kindness, compassion, and generosity towards one's environment, starting on the human level, but extending beyond it to embrace the entire natural world. Acting in goodwill, has the ability to create a positive impact on the world around us and contribute to a more beautiful and sustainable 
method of living, thus synthesizing the concepts of survival and safety with harmony and beauty through kindness. Practicing the art of living in goodwill and compassion can have a range of psychological benefits, including increased empathy, empathy reduced stress, and improved social connectedness. In other words, people who engage in kindness and generosity towards others tend to be happier themselves, more resilient, and more satisfied with their lives. When life is approached as an art form, it is easier to create a strong sense of community and belonging by working together towards beautiful shared goals and values we can create a sense of connection and purpose that goes beyond individual desires and needs this is nicely reflected in the now well-known concept of ubuntu which hails from africa and emphasizes the importance of community and interconnectedness in African cultures and communities. Um, Ubuntu is the concept that became most known in the West, but I would say that this sense of collaboration and of uh, shared responsibility uh, is uh, in Africa is, I would say their starting point. So the art of living is not restricted to individual actions, but encompasses community engagement and collaboration. It involves creating a shared space by coming and working together in goodwill towards a common goal. Goodwill is that which can preserve the integrity of the shared space within which after that, within which harmony can be pursued on multiple levels. We can pursue harmony on the interpersonal level as people working side by side and seeking to synthesize differing viewpoints and mental methods. We can pursue harmony on the intergroup level as a shared project can bring together groups of individuals specializing in this or that, we can pursue harmony on the environmental level as human actors who seek ways to pursue our shared purpose and actualize it in a manner that creates or safeguards harmony with the natural world and other living beings. And we can also pursue harmony through mediation as humans may intervene to restore or create balance between other planetary spheres, such as between animals and the plant kingdom. It is certain that by working together and approaching our entire existence, individual and collective, as an ever unfolding work of art, we can achieve greater impact and create a more beautiful and sustainable way of life. A suitable example where all the above mentioned factors can be seen operating simultaneously is eco-architecture. It is characterized by the increasing use of living materials. Its approach to man-made structures emphasizes the, emphasizes the importance of sustainability, well-being, and community engagement in our built environment and in our creative endeavors on the whole. Eco-architecture involves designing for beauty, sustainability, energy efficiency, and in many cases for restoring the balance between man-made and natural elements. It pursues optimum choices in materials by seeking to exploit their natural properties and limit the required processing. It explores novel combinations and expands the concept to include the natural properties of shapes and arrangements, which can be used to naturally limit the more intrusive and wasteful solutions for effective management of lighting and ventilation. There are many examples um, 
Japan is uh, definitely a leader in this area. But there are also many examples coming from the Scandinavian countries and also from communities in uh, Latin America and in Africa. Beyond eco-architecture, eco-art and eco-crafts, venture in using materials that are alive, such as plants or fungi, to create objects and spaces. This approach emphasizes the importance of sustainability as well as the interconnectedness of all living beings. So would an analogy between these human practices and the practice of divinity in artfully shaping its living expression through us be too far-fetched? I don't think so. Viewing oneself as both a creator and an object of creation, a master of the pen, and simultaneously the work of a greater someone's pen, while preserving the emotional link of sensitivity, it can allow for a functional distance between oneself and one's works, for a view of the background upon which one's story is painted, painted, and perhaps it can allow to trace on this background the artistry of greater groups or greater beings as they are all expressed simultaneously. It's a dual approach, both intimately involved and carefully detached at the same time. It enables a clear view that makes it easier to identify any corrections required and enables close contact so that one may care enough to make the required corrections. The new, but at the same time, very familiar art of living, besides psychological and social benefits, can be seen to have an important beneficial economic effect and environmental. By promoting sustainable practices and reducing waste, we are able to create a more equitable and resilient society that is better able not only to weather the challenges of the modern world, but to make them into something beautiful, very much like found objects and reclaimed spaces can be set on a glorious new path. In some communities around the world, aspects of the art of living can already be seen at play. By embracing this approach, they have been able to achieve sustainability, sustainability goals, while also creating a strong sense of community and pride among their residents. In Japan, Kamikachu's Zero Waste Program <clears throat> has not only reduced waste, but has also fostered a sense of community and pride among its residents. Similarly, in Denmark, Copenhagen's investment in cycling infrastructure and green spaces has improved the health and well-being of its residents while also reducing carbon emissions. In India, Kerala's promotion of ecotourism has created economic opportunities for local communities while also protecting the environment. In South Africa, Mamelodi's community gardens have provided residents with access to fresh produce while also fostering a sense of community and pride. Here in London too, urban allotments, rented garden, have become a much sought after commodity to secure fresh produce, but also to engage in a fruitful activity which brings one directly in contact with nature. There are many, many, many other examples around the world and I'm sure you, you will have a, come across some yourselves. But all these examples illustrate the power of the art of living in creating a more sustainable, fulfilling, and beautiful way of life. 
by, embracing, by embracing the values of kindness, compassion, and generosity towards others and towards the natural world, we can shape ourselves to contribute to this shared masterpiece of the world that we live in. Through goodwill, we can preserve the shared space in which we work together to create a civilization that is in harmony with the natural world and with other living beings, a civilization that reflects our highest aspirations and values. As you can understand, the art of living is not just about creating beautiful physical environments or objects or <clears throat> individuals who have achieved a measure of inner harmony. It is also about creating a more just and equitable society, one in which all people have access to the resources and opportunities they need to thrive and create their own masterpiece. This has rightly been acknowledged in the acceptance of the need for economic systems that are centered around life and that promote social justice and inclusion to facilitate strong, resilient communities. A, a, an amazing example is the work of Muhammad Yunus, who is the founder of the Grameen Bank in Bangladesh. And for this work, he has won the Nobel Peace Prize. So what Yunus did is that he pioneered the concept of microfinance, which provides small loans to people living in poverty to start their own businesses or invest in education or other opportunities. The Grameen Bank has helped to lift millions of people out of poverty and has empowered women in particular to become more financially independent and self-sufficient. So how the Grameen Bank different, differentiated itself from traditional banks is that they actually provided loans to people who, uh, to whom other banks wouldn't give loans. And the reason they did that is because Yunus strongly believed that the poor <clears throat> would repay their debt given the chance. And hence, microcredit could be a viable business model. So far, he, has, he hasn't been proven wrong, but he has done an amount, a great amount of good. Um, then there is the work of community organizations like the Transition Network, who act as curators or facilitators that support communities around the world in their efforts to transition to more sustainable and resilient ways of living. The network provides resources and tools to help communities build more sustainable local economies, to reduce their carbon footprint, and to promote social and environmental justice. And there are many others. This is just an example. So in addition to these global initiatives, of course, there are countless, countless individual and local communities who knowingly or unknowingly engage in creating a harmonious living and in their goodwill, they create space for others to do so too. The art of living is definitely not limited to human beings, but extends to extends or should extend to all forms of life and even to the planet itself. In fact, the concept of the art of living can be seen as an extension of the ancient idea of right relationship between human beings and the natural world, world which emphasizes the importance of living in harmony rather than the importance of dominating or exploiting. As such, the art of living is not a fixed or static concept, but rather, but rather a dynamic and evolving one that can be adapted to suit the needs and the challenges of different times and places. 
In today's world, we face many pressing issues such as climate change, social inequality, and political polarization. These challenges require us to think creatively and collaboratively about how we can work together to build a future. This can happen only within some sort of shared space. As our physical space is still very largely and systematically segregated and divided, we employ the concept of goodwill to create such shared emotional and mental spaces within which we can learn to exercise harmlessness and to collaborate beneficially and effectively. This we do in order to be able to demonstrate our mental and emotional attainment in action on the physical plane. Every artist has a purpose in making art. At its core, the art of living is about cultivating a spirit of generosity and goodwill to give ourselves the chance and the time to harmonize the different aspects of ourselves, to harmonize ourselves with others, our collective selves and the planet with all its inhabitants. This, this means, of course, recognizing that we are all interconnected and that our actions have an impact far beyond our individual selves. It also means being willing to listen and to learn from others, even when their perspectives differ from our own. Fundamental things, but are we doing them? So one of the most important aspects of the art of living is the ability to adapt and innovate in the face of change. This requires a willingness to embrace uncertainty uncertainty and to take risks, as well as a capacity for resilience and perseverance. It also means being open to new ideas and perspectives and being willing to challenge our own assumptions and biases. Ultimately, the art of living is not something that can be mastered or achieved once and for all, I wish. Rather, it is a lifelong process of growth and learning one that requires us to be humble, curious, and committed to continuous improvement, as well as accepting that we are, doing, we, were, we are doing it in tandem with trillions of others, humans and not. It is about finding a balance between shaping and adapting. It's about having a vision for the kind of life that we want to create, while also being open to the unexpected twists and turns that life may bring. When we are able to achieve this balance, we can lead fulfilling and meaningful lives and make a positive and beneficial impact on the world around us. And with that, we are now going to move on to our goodwill meditation. And after the meditation, we will have time for questions and for discussion. I'm going to switch off my camera and I will start again after our meditation. So let's find the comfortable position. and focus for a few moments on our breathing. Link up in thought with all those people throughout the world who are working with this Goodwill Meditation Group.
Now reflect upon the fact of relationship. You are related to your family, your community, your nation, to the world of nations, and to the one humanity made up of all races and all nations. Let's say together the mantra of unification. The souls of all are one and I am one with them. I seek to love, not hate. I seek to serve and not exact due service. I seek to heal, not hurt. Let pain bring due reward of light and love. Let the soul control the outer form and life and all events and bring to light the love that underlies the happenings of time. Let vision come and insight. Let the future stand revealed. Let inner union demonstrate and outer cleavages begun. Let love prevail. Let all people love. Reflect upon your own and humanity's relationship with all beings who dwell in the higher realms of mind and heart, the spiritual hierarchy of saints, rishis, and bodhisattvas, and the masters honored by all the world's religions and spiritual groups. Imagine that you're standing together within the center of the spiritual hierarchy, immersed in the consciousness of the heart of love. For some, this heart of love is known as the Christ, 
Other faiths have other names for the one at the center, such as Maitreya, the Imam Mahdi, and the Kalki Avatar. Maintaining that high point of contact, let your thoughts reach out to include all members of the human family in whom the energy of goodwill is active. In the center of all love, I stand. From that center, I, the soul, will outward move. From that center, I, the one who serves, will work. May the love of the divine self be shed abroad in my heart, through my group, and throughout the world. Now visualize the energy of love flowing from the hierarchy through the men and women of goodwill and into the hearts and minds of all people, infusing them with goodwill and creating loving and harmonious human relationships.
Now meditate on ways of spreading goodwill, creating right human relationships and restoring peace on earth. Realize that you are helping to build a channel between the spiritual hierarchy and humanity through which the energy of goodwill may flow, uniting humanity, solving its problems and healing all cleavages. Linked in thought with men and women of goodwill all over the world, say the great invocation with deliberation and full commitment to its meaning, knowing that you're radiating its potent energies to humanity. From the point of light within the mind of God, let light stream forth into human minds. Let light descend on earth. From the point of love within the heart of God, let love stream forth into human hearts. May the coming one return to earth. From the center 
where the will of God is known. Let purpose guide all little human wills. The purpose which the masters know and serve. From the center which we call the human race, let the plan of love and light work out and may it seal the door where evil dwells. Let light and love and power restore the plan on earth. Let's give ourselves a moment to return to ourselves. And please, if there are any questions or anyone has to say anything in relation to today's theme, ask away, contribute away, put your hand up. You can do that by going to the react reactions icon on your Zoom menu. And if you press on that, you will see a, a selection that says raise hand. You can raise your hand and that way we can actually see that you want to speak. Um, also, I see that someone has asked for the text I was reading and I'm happy to share that um, in a second when I actually find it. Second, uh, where is that? There we go. <clears throat> okay. So, let's see. Okay, so I can see some comments. Thank you. Thank you for your contributions. I think the meditation is somewhat powerful today. I think it's the time of year. Um, where did I put the actual text? Okay, so I, I see you're not much in the mood for conversation today. <clears throat> I won't press you. I understand we don't always want to say something, but wait, someone wants to speak, no? Well, thank you everyone for being, for yeah. being with us today. Hi, Michael. I eventually say something. We, I was just going to share a comment because nobody else, nobody else was. Absolutely. Just sort of, just sort of briefly. I just wanted to say I really appreciated your presentation today. Thank you, thank you so much. And just, just reflecting on it. Of course, there's a lot to reflect on, but 
you know, we have this uh, upcoming Arcane School Conference, which is a special focus on the will. And I thought you know, this topic of creative living, the art of living, really has to do with, I think, putting the will back in goodwill, so to speak. You know, that that really <laughs> too. the other way around. <laughs> yeah, of course, of course, both ways. You really need both parts of that. Because, you know, so often it's that... Um, sort of that that power to affect some sort of change some sort of something in in your life or in your environment that i think is lacking for so many people and on the other mm -hmm. hand what's lacking for so many other people that do have this really strong power to to affect their surroundings to affect the attitudes and the thoughts of other people just because they're leaders in some way is this sort of real sense of the good or the ability to not just really sense the good but the the uh the alignment with it enough so that they always follow it, you know, no matter what. And so on mm. the, on the spiritual path, it's not just about alignment with the good. It's also the, the ability to, I think, develop some sort of creative power to, to do good in the world, of course, is what we all strive yes. to do. And that requires yes. the ability to okay. employ all the human faculties towards some creative act, even if it is just the act of the art of living, you know, of just those people in your local environment, even if it's I just the home. Say just, you know? I wouldn't yeah. say just. Of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Um, there are I a few hands, yeah. We have um, some, some, I'm asking you to unmute. So, hi, Sam. Hello, I'm Evangeline, and that was wonderful. Thank you so much. It's spiraling yeah, my sure. brain in all directions. Um, I, I personally would love to see more sharing of all the cultures around the world, their art, their poetry, their stories, their creations. And our media, just the, uh, none of our media really covers it. And there's so many thrilling stories that, that touch our hearts from everywhere in the world. Oh, I absolutely agree with you. I think that um, we have already systematized sharing um, our know-how on uh, practical affairs and especially in ways to generate the revenue or in ways to generate security. But I don't think that we have worked equally as hard in the direction of uh, building channels to share our sensitivity and our stories. I like this word because I think that our stories and our mythologies and traditions are actually our know-how on are, are, are our know-how on living. And I think this is something that is sorely needed. So I absolutely agree with you <laughs> all the way. Nah, thank you so much and thank you everyone. Thank you. Thank you. Um, so, John, would you like to unmute yourself? Thank you, Angelia. Hi, John. It's, I think, in no particular order. Since we're in a Mercury retrograde, a lot of our focus is internal, so it can be harder to articulate these things. I loved your presentation. It was, I'm not going to say the antidote, but the counterbalance on Monday's uh, weekly triangles meditation. We had a, a talk on the art of dying. And it, so it go. was very helpful for you to talk about and remind us all, Evangelia, that uh, we need to keep the art of living going. You know, that fourth ray energy of creativity, though we are towards the end of this phase of our civilization. And as you know, at the end of uh, a particular cycle, uh, the arts become a little crystallized and diminished. We will very shortly win through to the be better times where people become more expressive and creative. And so your talk's been very helpful to, for me today. It's my pleasure and I'm really glad. Um, what I have to say is that usually when we're approaching an ending in any situation in life as a civilization or as our individuals, we are usually 
focused on what's ending because this is what we know. And this is the familiar and this is easy to focus on exactly because we know where to focus, we know what we're looking at. But at the same time, there is equally something else starting. So I'd say that the difficulty there is not that the, there isn't the incentive or there, that there isn't the energy to support our focusing on living and on creating and innovating and on changing. But I would say that there's a difficulty in that all these aspects are unfamiliar and we don't know exactly how to focus on that. So I've found that a very sure cheat is to go beyond ourselves. It's just very simple, but usually if we share any concerns that we have, anything that we want to do or any, anything that we would like to offer with others, there usually emerges a way somehow magically. <laughs> so this is what I'm doing. So what I'm doing is I am trying to find what it is that could be in the place of what has been. And doing that practically as well as meditatively and in terms of visualization. And of course, we have so many roadmaps and, you know, signs and know-hows. We have the ageless wisdom for one. And we have, as some said before, we have our traditions, our mythologies, our stories and our sensitivity. Perfect. Thank you. Well, thank you. Um, I see Maya. Maya, would you like to unmute yourself? Hi, Evangelia. Hi, Maya. Um, well, probably to just wrap up and put a little pretty bow on the what you and John both spoke about. Um, I was reminded that Will energy has a constructive and destructive aspect. And I like to equate it with when you're building something like a house, sometimes you have to clear the site to make prepare it for the new building. And so I think, you know, I remind myself when I see things appearing to be falling apart, that it's really more transmutation as the energies of those forms are recycled to make way for new forms so that it's all concurrently happening and uh, it's necessary. I absolutely agree. Um, in earlier, I, I mentioned about um, reclaimed space, spaces and found objects, which is like a massive trend globally and essentially it refers um in in an in a very objective and physical way on what you are discussing subjectively so it's objects that were something were one thing but they're still there and oh could they be used in a different way could they be altered could they fit in something new could they serve a different purpose and of course there are objects that are you know beyond saving but there is a great deal of valuable, valuable um, commodities, I would say, um, that we already have. And there is a, a great deal of valuable knowledge. And uh, the, the reason I, I, I chose to do this talk today on the art of living is because it's a very familiar concept. But I find that looking at it again now in 2023, it seems like something entirely different from what it was in 2000, say, or 1995, or I don't know, earlier, <laughs> you know, but just revisiting, revisiting what we think is of value and whether it could actually fit in a new scheme of things, serve a new purpose, uh, that, that can increase wastefulness in terms of material and in terms of um, psychology, it can um, limit trauma. It can limit trauma because too much dying simultaneously causes a lot of trauma. It's very, it's a very it makes the process very violent. And usually, as humanity, we choose very violent 
um, methods for our transitions, but perhaps, you know, we can do better this time. Thank you. Thank you. So um, I think that's it for today. Um, we have come to the end of our uh, monthly webinar. Um, we will see you again in uh, June. But aside from that, don't forget that you can, you can meditate with the formula for goodwill every Wednesday at noon, your local time, and also any other time that you feel you want to work with this energy. And also, please show as much goodwill as you can in your daily lives, because we all sorely need it. Thank you.